love you. Welcome back to the green. I'm on. Welcome back. I'm on. We're on the couch. I am the green traveler from Gorsh. What's that? Could you could you speak up some? I am. No, no. <laughs> I am the faceless Leon. Uh, uh, as you can tell, a green traveler has has uh, a cold. And when he has a cold, yeah. the the voice box in his human suit just morphs. It just gets all warped <laughs> out of place. And you can't hear nothing. You he hear says. the real Gorshin underneath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I think we're both in pretty good health. He's just being themselves. I'm just being stupid. Not stupid. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome no, back I'm to Green Face really on the about Couch. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Welcome back to Green Faces on the Couch, your podcast about movies and TV. I think I said I'm the faceless Leon. I might not have, but here we are. See, I'm just I'm acting very Gorshin because today we're talking two films near and dear to my heart. That, yeah. Because they're about alien encounters, everybody. That's I'm so excited right. about this. <laughs> A long time ago, I like Clark Kent. I landed in my parents' backyard. Actually, it's not true. I landed in the government's backyard. They kept me locked down for a while before That's they right. gave me to my parents. But were I to rewrite my story, I landed in my benevolent parents' backyard, and they, like Clark Kent's parents, raised me to be the great and humble uh, human proxy that I am today. <laughs> human proxy. All right. Yeah, we are talking. Um, <clears throat> two alien movies this is the potato pick by the way and this suggestion ooh, ooh, ooh. was brought to us by a patron uh named uh mike and don hamilton hooray mike hamilton don callahan oh i apologize whip me <laughs> give me 50 lashes uh so <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion. Uh, this uh, almost Indeed. got me back into the movie theater. I was about to go, and then this week they started allowing you to rent on streaming services. Nope. So I rented it. Instead. Nice. I was all ready to there go. There you go. Uh, I was all ready to go. It was just about finding a good time to go, and then uh, there was a couple opportunities where we thought we would go, and then either something came up or Sarah right. was, wasn't feeling risking a crowd. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where fair. we ended up at the end is like, well, we don't have to well go. I, I want to, I would, I would entice theater, you though. I do. Yeah. I would entice you from a monetarial, terrible sta- monetarily stamp financial standpoint that's the word i would advise you from there that this weekend's a prime opportunity anybody who's listening to this the day it's coming out uh which is september whatever the fuck first september of 2022 first, not yeah. to date the episode i hate doing that but this saturday celebrating national cinema day or whatever oh. uh, a lot of theaters are offering three dollar tickets oh that's pretty fucking and, uh, awesome that's a good opportunity yeah but I unfortunately have my uh, not unfortunately it's my dad's birthday party, <laughs> so I probably <laughs> won't go. Well, also on the on the bad side of that, that means there's going to be a lot of crowds. That's true. That's true. Yeah, 
That's true. You'd have to go to like an art movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm questioning whether to see two films that you know we'll discuss in our uh, exclusive Patreon episode. The the lucky individuals who uh, got to make suggestions this month also get to witness and listen to an exclusive <laughs> episode called Bangers and Hash over That's on right. patreoncom green and chat fa- slash green and faceless. Man, I'm. I'm getting Schlaff. hard on my lips today. Yeah, me too. Schlaffed. But yeah, if you want to go check that out, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm questioning whether to see two films that will be uh, uh, heard on that review uh, podcast of ours. Yeah, are you guys just keep us in the dark of what they are? <laughs> I am. I am. No, actually, no. Well, it's I'm thinking of seeing The Invitation. Okay. Which is like a, a supposedly a vampire film. Yeah. The the trailer looks interesting for like the first seventy five percent, and then like the last thirty seconds or so, I'm just like, why did you show any of this? You just right. ruined a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like too. It, it bothers me. Uh, the other film I'm thinking of seeing is uh, Three Thousand Years of Longing, and I say I'm thinking of seeing. I'm definitely seeing that. That's George Miller's right. uh, new film. George Miller, everybody knows him only for Mad Max and Mad Max Fury Road. And don't uh, forget about the Witches of Eastwick. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, in reality, there's the Witches of Eastwick, there's Happy Feet, there's uh, Babe. That was Frank Miller? Babe. George Miller. George Miller? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. He just <laughs> said his name. I got to check because I think he also did Babe, but I might be completely wrong about that. That was Frank. <laughs> I'm pulling up Babe Pig in the City. He did Babe. He did the oh, he sequel. Produced. He produced. He produced them. He didn't. He he wrote Babe. Holy shit! He also wrote Babe. Oh, but he damn. did direct the sequel. He directed Babe Pig in the City. Oh my god! Oh, he I also did Happy Feet too. I didn't know they made two of those. I did That's know that, but I didn't see the second one um, because I thought they said what they needed to with the first. Honestly, same with Babe, but I'm pretty sure I've seen that sequel. We should sequel smash that sometime. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> You done good, pig. Done no, that'll good. do, pig. That's it. That'll, that'll do, do pig. pig. That'll do. Man, we used God. to watch that movie a lot. What a childhood fave. Like a lot. Should we get to the movies? Sure. That we're here for. Um. <laughs> First up, uh, uh, Close Encounters. Would you? Uh, which one would you rather do? Oh, uh, the synopsis for. Uh. I, I feel comfortable with doing either, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm talking right now, so I guess I'll talk about uh, Third Encounters. Uh, third Encounters like of the it, Close like Kind. It. This is Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1977, <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg classic. And, uh, yes, yeah, classic. It's, it's pretty fucking good. And I have to say that I had not seen it until you introduced it to me. And I think it's the same year that you introduced Contact to me. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Or, or me to Contact, rather. But I, I think we, like, I think because we did Halloween, uh, uh, horror stuff every October. I think that one yeah. year in September, we were like, let's do a sci-fi run to, to build us into it. And uh, we never did that again, but it was fun. And that wasn't for the show. It that was, was for yeah. real life because we did this in real life before we did it for you guys. <laughs> I don't 
I don't remember what movie it was, but I remember uh, there was one time where you were, I think you and Ken were both, uh, I think you were in the Professor, Professor Ronvald the Skull were both working. So it was just me and your wife, Sarah. And uh, I think the movie was a very old, like, 60s sci-fi. And I was, like, uh, very excited to watch it. Right. I can't remember what it was at all. But I just remember, mm-hmm. like, I was watching the whole, the whole time, just like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, like, look over at your wife, and she's just, like, deep in her phone. Like, <laughs> nope, this movie lost me so long ago. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was the day the Earth stood still or something. Hmm. The original day the Earth stood still. Maybe it was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I can't remember which. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I but. have seen that one. Well, maybe not the original. Which one was Donald Sutherland in? Uh, I think that was the remake. Okay, well, I've seen that one. Maybe. I don't think I can't remember. That one is good, though. Yes, it is. So, we have Richard Dreyfuss. He's a man. And he, he works for the electrical company. And a big outage happens. And he goes out to investigate, and he has, along with a large group of people, oh, maybe it's not so large the first time around. The second time, there's a big crowd. Yeah, it's decent size, though. Um, But a decent sized group of people and himself witness a spacecraft in the air uh, that is absolutely not uh, of anything that's recognizable as human technology. And it also gives right. them sunburns or whatever radiation oh, yeah. burns, whatever cancer they just got. And, and, and that that's scene pretty too funny. is so fucking iconic. Oh yeah, I, just, I love in the car. Scene. Yeah, geez, that's so cool. I want Yeah. That I remember watching that as a kid and just being like rocked by it because it was yeah. so cool. Like the yeah. lights are flashing everywhere. The the it actually scared me as a kid because the railroad uh, railroad sign going haywire like back and forth. I don't yeah. know why that just scared the crap out of me as a kid. Right. But it's like rewatching yeah. it. I was just like, my god, this is like this is cinema heaven because it's like, oh yeah, I don't know. It's good this stuff. Like the, they had you know, to like in put him 70s. in a room and then that had like the dashboard and all the knickknacks and stuff he had in his car. And just drop them. That's what they had to do to get <laughs> right. that effect. And Damn. imagining that, that'd be kind of scary. In the film, it just seems like everything starts floating. But, you know, yeah. thinking about what they'd have to do for the camera, they had to just drop them. And I wonder how they built built the uh, the set for that. That'd be interesting to look right. into. I'm sure there's a lot of cool behind the scenes <clears throat> stuff and everything and oh, yeah. uh, also it's it's worth noting that we watched the director's cut or at least oh, I cool. assume you watched the director's cut as I well. I don't know. Um, I don't remember. It, that was the one that was most readily available so I would assume okay. that. Well, but then, it's just that there is a, I don't remember the controversy around it but I think there were certain things that were cut by the studio and Steven finally like a year or two later got them to release his cut. So, right. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. we're happy for your cut. It's good if it's the one <laughs> I watched. So, I'm pretty sure it would be. He uh, has this encounter, then gets fired. Uh, <laughs> I don't really remember why exactly. Probably because he didn't do his job like he said he was going to because he was very distracted. And he uh, then goes out, I believe, the set. Uh, subsequent night 
and there's this uh, other woman there. I believe it's Jillian Geeler. They don't really so. have a description of the character, but this it's uh, played by Melinda Dillon. Yep, that's her. Uh, and uh, okay. she and her son encountered the same thing uh, as Roy on that night. And then they meet each other again the subsequent night. And again, the three ships come this time. And uh, yeah. it's super cool. A whole bunch of people see. And then some helicopters come and shoo all the people away. Richard, being Roy, starts going a little bit nuts over this. Uh, and yeah, he keeps upset. on seeing this image everywhere. Like this mountain-esque image. And it turns out, so does everyone else that has had this encounter. I don't know about everyone else. Um, but Jillian, at least. But it really freaks out his wife uh, being Ronnie, and uh, played by Terry Gar, And she takes their kids and runs away, uh, eventually. Uh, yeah. But this is after he starts throwing dirt and plants and rocks and things in through their kitchen window <laughs> so that he could build a gigantic sculpture in the middle of their kitchen, uh, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, he, he definitely was, yeah. worried all of the neighbors and all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> Ron, uh, Jillian being a painter, she keeps on painting it. And then suddenly they see it on the news. So now they know where this shape is. And so the, a good chunk of the movie is them journeying out to it. Now, meanwhile, you have these group of scientists uh, trying to figure out different things that are happening around the world. Uh, and one of them is uh, Francois Truffaut, played by uh, playing Claude uh, Lacombe. Uh, I think I said his name wrong, but <laughs> he is uh, a French scientist uh, and an expert in UFOs. And he uh, <laughs> is getting translated by, uh, oh, what's his? It's Bob something. Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban, uh, playing David uh, Langley. And he's he's actually a cartographer. But he gets roped into to, uh, uh, being this guy's translator just because he was available and he could speak both French and uh, I, I think either Moroccan or Arabic, uh, whoever else they needed to talk to. And so he gets roped into it. And they're like, yeah, they're investigating all these things. There's these grouping of tones that's important throughout the movie. It seems to be some kind of message from the aliens. And all culminates into this ultimate meeting, the first contact, if, if I'm to ruin yeah. the movie a little bit. But it's really cool. Oh, uh, that's a, that part's exciting. Yeah. And that's the synopsis of, of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, I had a, uh, I had a joke that I, was, I struggled so hard to get out to you earlier. Uh, like days ago when we were talking about Close Encounters. <laughs> and uh, it was that in this film, uh, Richard Dreyfus is doing his bed best win Midwestern schmuck 
<laughs> and Bob Balaban is doing his best Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. <laughs> and it's it's so true because when Bob Balaban shows up, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can because I always Bob Balaban's one of those guys that I thought my introduction to him was through Wes Anderson. Sure. That yeah. like, you know, I I did not know he was in this movie watching it again uh last week when I you know, first time in probably a few years since probably I last showed it to you. Uh you know, I was like, when he showed up, I was like, oh, yep, that's that's Bob Balaban. Uh-huh. Wow, he really looks like Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he does. And he just acts like Richard Dreyfus did in the Jaws movie. And I'm just like, yeah. my God. <laughs> I wonder if they made uh, uh, Dreyfus shave his, his beard. <laughs> because Bob would it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you guys look too Dreyfus, alike. I, I think, yeah, Dreyfus worked uh, really hard to get this role. Because nice. they had they him and uh, Spielberg had worked together on Jaws, mm-hmm. and then when Spielberg was writing this, Dreyfus would just come by and bug Spielberg all the fucking time, you know, because Spielberg was looking for I think Jack Nicholson or somebody big. Uh, I don't have time to look through the freaking Wikipedia uh, for I it. Think, but he, I, he was just trying to. Yeah, I don't know if you mentioned Steve McQueen was his first pick. Oh, see, that would be a good one too. Yeah. I think Steve McQueen would have been fun. But yeah, on this he was list, looking for somebody big too. Yeah, on this list, y'all also got James Cam, Dustin Hoffman, Al Pacino, and Gene Hackman. Um, oh my god! And I guess Jack Nicholson turned it down. Okay, so Jack. Okay, Jack was part of it. Yeah, yeah. And I just like I loved. Uh, I just love the story though of Dreyfus going up to <laughs> Steve Spielberg and being like, "These guys all they don't work for the role." You know, he's like, "You got to pick me. I'm the only yeah. one that makes sense." Like. <laughs> He's just talking to his best friend, like for like forcing on, him, convincing on, him to be cast. Come on, Steve. Yeah, come on, come on, Steve. <laughs> you gotta do this. <laughs> I love it. But he really does work out well for the role because you know I love his performance. I love he's the right uh, kind of crazy for the, when he starts losing it. Yeah, and Melinda Dillon does a good job too because we didn't mention her uh, her son. She has a son named Billy Barry. Son named Barry, Barry? Um, played by Carrie Guffrey. Carrie Guffey. But Carrie uh, yeah, Guffey. he gets uh, he gets abducted by the aliens. That's that's one of the big things that happens because there's a lot of people who are like, are the aliens friendly or are they vicious? You know, right. we don't know what's going what on. their attitude is going to be to humanity. And there's a you know, for the most part, it seems very. Uh, is laissez-faire that is that hands-off? Is that uh, yeah, what that means? sure. Uh, not, I don't think exactly, but I also am not French. Yeah. We'll have to ask. I um, was trying to be, I was trying to be very fanciful and you know, yeah. like throwing out big words. But then, like right when I said it, I was like, "Oh, hands-off." That was the word I was looking. We'll for. have to ask Doctor Lacombe. <laughs> right. Well, the 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 uh, the aliens though, they're not really doing much. They're just kind of like. Flying over, observing, you know, they're, seems, they're having close yeah. encounters of the third kind with all these this group of humans, but you know they don't seem violent until there's that one scene with the mom, uh, Barry and uh, Jillian. Yeah, and you know that's when it gets a little scary when it's just like, oh, you, oh, maybe you, they are here for violent kid. things. You know, we don't know what their intentions are. Why'd you take a kid? <laughs> you took a yeah. Yeah, just I actually missed that scene this time around for some reason, like the actual physical abduction. 
And then all of a sudden, Jillian was Ooh. like, they took him. They took Barry. And I'm like, oh, when did that happen? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if I just Maybe that was left or, out of the... Uh, of the original Or maybe cut? maybe you maybe. didn't have the director's cut. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what was left out of the other cuts. Um, Neither do I. How many cuts? Does it have as many cuts as uh, Blade Runner? <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think so not at all i feel like people at this uh, it time, looks like all this studios is... trusted spielberg a, a bit more than say uh the other guy the guy from blade runner <laughs> don't remember yeah it looks ridley scott ridley scott thank you yeah, <laughs> I I think if I'm if I'm what if I've read everything right here, it just seems like they altered the ending for the okay. the theatrical cut. Mm. So yeah, you probably just looked away. Maybe you went and made a sandwich or something. Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <clears throat> but it was but weird no, I, to me. Uh, I really do. I figured it was in the film somewhere because that it was too 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 jarring to have not had that scene. Right. It's a it's a good scene too because it reminds me of uh, Spielberg would later go on to do War of the Worlds. You know he's done oh, yeah. a lot of alien flicks and you know different, completely different style of an, uh, alien. Uh, <laughs> also, completely yeah, yeah, different it's style. <laughs> but it's 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 just kind of funny though because like in War of the Worlds, there's a lot of red. There's a lot of eerie, you know, disturbing scenes where the alien is kind of like prancing around. You don't really get a good look at the alien, but it's in the shadows and you know it's there. And uh, you can see some of that hint in that scene of in Close Encounters because it's it's really cool because you like, you know, there's a moment where the kid flicks like the do- the the mail slot on mm-hmm. the door, and it's just a a complete like ray of red light on his face. Right. And it's so yeah. cool. I love that scene. Yeah. Okay, I do remember that. So I must have looked away just after the light. Yeah, they don't. They like they don't show an abduction. He just like walks oh, out the door and okay. she's just then screaming. I did see it. I did see it. Yeah, I just didn't pick up that that's what happened. <laughs> or I yeah, forgot because the, the mom's just left inside and screaming. She's like, "Barry, Mary!" Oh, it's Barry. <laughs> My kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I I guess uh are you ready for closing statements on this one? I don't know what else to say about it, so I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all all I wanted to say is like I absolutely love this film. I've mm-hmm. adored it since I was a kid. Like I I don't remember my first experience of watching it besides like the little things like that railroad crossing sign going back and forth like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but I I love Spielberg's attention to like his backdrops. Those night those night yeah. backdrops are so cool. They like are. I love it. It's so it's so simple, so nice looking. It's it's uh the movie's set in Indiana, so you know, that's my uh oh, that's our, our homeland yeah. here. Yeah, that after yeah. Area fifty two we've been in yeah. <laughs> Area fifty two, by what the way, is in the south of Illinois. Oh shit, they're gonna come get me now. <gasps> shit. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I really enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a good movie. Um, the the only part where my love for it sags is that middle section where both both the lead characters are going mad. I can't. I don't know. Like even though it's good, the acting's great in it. 
I get a little bored during those parts because I'm there for the aliens and for that kind of interaction. And they're kind of gone throughout the middle of it because it's just both characters going mad and sculpting a mountain out of things. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's whatever. It's, 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 again, it's iconic, those scenes, you know, where he, I remember that 70s show where they take that mashed potatoes and they just make a mound out of it. (laughs) You know, uh, uh. Does this mean the anything? One... <laughs> Isn't that what they ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what he says. But what's his name? I can't remember Kelso? the character's name now. Is it Kelso or no, Eric it's, or it's, Hyde? Fez? Hyde, it's Hyde. Okay. Thank you. I couldn't, I all, all I knew was he started characters. with an H, and I was like, man. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's Hyde. He makes that sculptor out of it, and he's just looking at it. He's like, this means something. <laughs> it's just, it's the exact same something. thing from thir- uh, Close Encounters, so it's just... <laughs> it's funny like it, it it has its moments but it's that middle section yeah. that i just kind of get bored with but i, I can love... understand that i like watching dreyfus yeah. go a little crazy uh, i i really enjoy i it. do too because yeah. you only get like but a really... little bit of it when quinn is bothering him in jaws uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you get a big like a bunch of scenes of him just he's he's really good at he's really good at like being just a touch disturbing to the outside viewer with also seeming like it's rational to him. So when, right. when Nicholas Cage goes crazy, I just feel like he's a little just he's just crazy. Um right. There's no grounding to it. He Dreyfus is more grounded. Like he he sees reason in what he's doing and that's obvious mm-hmm. and I and I think like you said it was perfect for this role. I'm going to go ahead yeah, and give it a face it, and a half. I really like this movie. It's a lot of fun. And um, there was something else I, I wanted to say. Oh, I like the part where he stops the mashed potatoes and sets everything down and says, Hi, kids. I'm sure you've noticed <laughs> that Dad's been <laughs> not quite himself lately. But everything's okay. <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I didn't rate it. I give it three and a half stars. Oh, I'm sorry. I because like <clears throat> no, you're okay. I yeah, I I love that scene too. But it's just that that's the thing is the middle the middle act has some good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just for the most part, it's completely barren of aliens. And I like that's not true. that I'm just there for the aliens, but that's what makes this film very exciting because it's the first and last act that are just so iconic. Like yeah, I don't know. It's there's there's parts of the middle act that are iconic too, but like I remember that first contact, and then I remember the the actual contact at the very end where they're flashing lights at a giant ship, and it's just like yeah. this is crazy. I love <laughs> that it. particular scene when they start going faster and faster and faster. It's like, yeah. okay, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Are you <laughs> are you actually? trying to communicate i think they got that you got they're the making music man i think <laughs> they're making music it was it's an interesting scene though and uh it yeah, really is uh, I, I, there's just a lot that i want to talk about that scene but since it's the exact end of the movie i want to save that for the viewer yeah i will say i have to spoil one thing because <laughs> the reason i don't give it four stars one is the middle act but the the big important reason and if you if you don't want spoilers, if you haven't seen Close Encounters and you just want to continue on, definitely skip forward thirty seconds. Um, at the very end, you know the aliens come and they're like, "We want to take one person so we can learn more about your culture. They can learn more about our culture, that kind of thing." And they select Richard Dreyfus, 
a man who has two kids. That's right. A wife. Sure, they think he's going crazy, but they are still his family. Yeah. And he's just like, yes, I will go with you. Steven Spielberg has said after the fact that he wasn't a father at the time. He is a father now. And he said, if I had made this movie now, that would not be how it ended because that makes no sense. And I agree. It it literally (laughs) makes no sense. Well, I think that maybe I didn't see the director's cut because I did not remember that. (laughs) 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 I I don't remember what the alternate, you know, I... I'm sure that we watched the director's cut when you introduced it to me, but I yeah, I didn't remember that part. So <laughs> maybe that's the alternate ending. <laughs> maybe it is. But yeah, that was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, before right. we go to Nope. Yeah. Do you want to take a soda water break? I do. A water pop break? I want to take a soda pop break, yes. A soda water bottle. Oh, Sodaqua? Uh, Kodakwa. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the water cola. <laughs> Gross. All right, we'll be back. I love you. Oh, oh, I gotta flip to my note page though. Bear with me. Baird. I'm Baird. I don't remember how long ago I watched this movie in the theaters. Is it Kaluuya? David Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. Okay. I don't think. With Kiki's hair straight, I recognize her more. But I still can't remember what I recognize her from. I honestly don't know if I remember her from much. Going through. Yeah, she's a singer. Yeah, I haven't seen. I saw her in Lightyear, and that was it. She was in Lightyear. Well, I guess I didn't check TV shows. Uh, <laughs> she was the voice in Lightyear. I might have seen Barbershop 2, but I do not remember that very much of that movie. I do think I watched Medea's Family Reunion. What what movie? Uh, Barbershop 2, Back in Business. She was on Good Mythical Morning, so I definitely saw her there. Oh, she was? She had a, a guest starring episode, I guess. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize it. Yeah. True Jackson VP. Did I watch that? Maybe I watched that. Oh, she was in uh, this the the double Dutch movie with Corbin Blue. Jump in. Did you watch that on the Disney Channel? I think I recognize her from when she was a kid. I think she was on Disney. I definitely probably watched. (laughs) That's what I was saying. Like True Jackson, I might have watched that on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Are we Had back? Greg Proops in it. <laughs> I like Greg Proops. Yeah, we're just talking peoples, you know. Yeah. We're talking Nope, man. I'm excited about this movie. Oh, I yeah. watched this in the theater, and it was immediately, like, my favorite movie, barring two other movies this year. But it was still amazing. It's my third favorite movie so far this year. <laughs> <laughs> but I really loved it. I, honestly, it might be better than The Batman. Like Man, I, I've watched The Batman third? more. But okay, The Batman. I forgot The Batman came out this year. But and I, you haven't seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, I but that movie. seen it. You're right. Yeah. Well, when it comes, it might be on on streaming now. Who knows? Be. But when it when it does come to streaming, I definitely love to do that as an episode because I want to watch yes. that again fast. 
Good. Almost as fast as I wanted to rewatch Nope, and I watched it again in theaters. So this, I looked back through because uh, I collect my I collect my ticket stubs. You know, I'm one of those weirdos. Right. I'm a collector, and uh, I looked back through my ticket stub book, which I started keeping that back in 2019. So it's not you know it's not an old right. book. Um, and then 2020 happened and wiped out a lot of pages because <laughs> I didn't go to the theater at all. So there's a huge gap there. But I'm filling it up as fast as I can, and I went back through the whole thing. Do you want to guess the only other movie I've gone to see twice in theaters in the past uh, four years? Hmm. And it wasn't the Batman. It's a movie. Because that was on It's a movie I love a lot. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. The Green Knight? No, no. It was years ago. It was in 2019. It was in 2019. One of my favorite movies. I've watched it a lot since then. It's not... Cabin in think, the Woods, because that wasn't long enough ago. No, no. Thank God. Uh, that was probably the last movie before this movie that I saw so many times in theaters. Thank phallic symbols. Think a giant penis in the sky. Giant penis in the sky? Why can't I remember? Flashes lights. Horned sailors. <laughs> Horned sailors? It flashes lights and warns sailors. Oh, the lighthouse, of course. The lighthouse, of yes. course. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is kind of an exciting moment because it was. Uh, uh, I like to play stupid games like that. The the, the listeners got an insight into my my. That's <laughs> that's how it's like on road trips. I'll play these stupid little trivia games and make my my passengers feel like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm gonna yeah. go to sleep now, Greedy. Uh, <laughs> you got the next leg of this trip, right? Oh my god! <laughs> but nope, nope has a has an exciting placement in my my ticket stub collection as being the only only film and you know the, the only the second film in four years to be seen twice in theaters, and it's wow. fucking worth it. It is worth it's Jordan it. Peele's third movie. If you've I seen Get best. Out, if you've seen Us. I'm going to go out and say that I think it's his best. I've only seen it once. Get Out is fucking pretty good. So I'd have to watch Get it out again is good. to really say that. But damn, yeah. I thought this was really good. And that's the thing is like I watched, uh, you know, the, when I first watched Get Out, um, you know, being a white individual, I was just like, eh, you know, I, I, I missed a lot of the message. And right. so like I, you know. Watching it on re- on subsequent viewings, having talked to many many other people, and like n- knowing more of the message, I absolutely love it a lot more than I did the first right. time. Not, I didn't hate it at all the first time. I really liked it that first time. It's just I didn't like it as much as I feel like I should have. Yeah, you didn't feel you quite got it. Yeah, exactly. Us, I enjoyed it a lot. I uh, the message seemed. A little more vague, yeah, like I feel I'm like I was sure like trying he to was find trying it. To say exactly with us, except yeah. for there's definitely some obvious commentary there. But right, I, yeah, yeah. It it wasn't my favorite, but it was still a high quality movie at the same time. Like right. he's a quality yeah. director, and I'm I'm just excited oh, yeah. that he's still pumping out work, and I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, and nope. Nope was the one that like I watched it in theaters and I was just completely in love. I yeah. loved everything about it when I first watched it. I started reading a lot of fan theories and everything and it was like oh eye opening because I was like oh my god there's so many hidden things that I did not notice that like I, I absolutely loved. So let's get into it. 
you have returning with uh, Jordan Peele, you know, collaborator on uh, one other occasion now. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Kaluuya, who uh, plays, let me get my cast list up here. Uh, OJ. I stupidly Otis dropped Jr. That. Thank you. The son of Otis. Otis Jr. The son of <laughs> Keith David. <laughs> Keith David, who's very shortly in this movie, but I love him. I, I, I love that it was like, who was in something else that we just watched? Not uh, uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> what was that other movie? Oh I don't my remember. god! No. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, he was in DC League of Super Pets. Maybe that oh, was. Oh, was he? Okay, I I didn't see that. Uh, but Keith David yeah. like runs this ranch. It is the Haywood uh, Ranch. I'm sorry, you're doing the synopsis of this, but I just wanted to express okay. that I really liked David Keith's character, even though he's only in the movie for like five minutes. <laughs> not even. Right, yeah. He he he. They 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 raise like stunt horses, kind of. Yeah. So they they sell these stunt horses to like local nearby like carnival kind of things, but mostly they do cinema. Movies. They're yeah. yeah yeah movie movie stunts and everything. <clears throat> uh, Haywood's what is it? Haywood something oh, horses. Oh, Haywood Hollywood horses, Haywood's Hollywood horses. There it is. Haywood's I Hollywood think. horses ranch. Let's yeah. just say Haywood. I Hollywood. just remember the sign was three H's. Yeah, because it's like you know they have that they have that fun. Um, you, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen Kiki Palmer's uh, pitch where she's pitching yeah. the, the you know, and they're, they're talking about the first you know the first coupling of images together to make a movie is of a black man on a horse riding a yeah. horse, and it's just uh, you know, and she's just like that was our great 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 grandfather or whatever. Yeah, and <laughs> another great. Yep. Yeah, I've seen it too funny. many times already. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's what they do. Is they they have this horse ranch, but one day while uh, OJ is out with his father, um, just talking about random, you know, talking about the job, talking about how the business is getting hard. You know, it's harder to get work, get, get quality work. Even uh, there's just random outpouring of metal, like keys Stuff. and and like. It's it, just uh yeah it, i think i think the the background news says that it was uh um luggage like offshoot from an airplane like they accidentally yeah. dropped luggage from an airplane is what what they called it on the news so that's how they how they came to terms with it yeah because <laughs> that's a lot of that uh and but in that in that dropping of all this stuff uh oj's dad gets hit with a lot of it and dies yeah, I believe it's and, a nickel that went through his eye and got lodged into his oof. skull, if I recall correctly. Oof. Yeah. It's yeah. good it's good effects because it's really uh you know, it's 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 kinda sad, hard to watch when uh, yeah. OJ's trying to drive his father to the hospital and his father's just bleeding all over his car. And also and just like thing. just spouting nonsense because his brain doesn't make sense anymore. It's it's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's good. It's sad, and the, what makes it so amazing is Daniel Kaluuya. His character is so calm and understated throughout this whole movie. Like, definitely right. terrified. Right. He's definitely like you can see that he is afraid, but he's just he maintains this great, like almost chilling calm. It's yeah, so he's fucking very good. He stoic, does... uh, very reserved. Uh, and, and yeah. In fact, he he obviously has trouble. In a room of people, uh, uh, yeah, get, very, get, either getting their attention or it, maybe he's just 
you know, has social anxiety. I can't really tell from the really the one scene that he's in a crowd. Uh, but right. he's not after his dad passes. He's in charge, but he's not the spokesman. He can't. He can't. Yeah, do that he part is not. Him. No. <clears throat> and that's Kiki. Kiki comes in and does it. But I just wanted to say, like, where Daniel Kaluuya for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, is like God. such a great actor and how he orates yeah. and how he acts it's like physically and uh yeah it's the complete opposite he's so quiet in this film yeah. and he tells a lot with just his face and i'm just like oh my god this man is amazing <laughs> but yeah this is a great performance i doubt that the you know any he might get a war nomination but i doubt the oscars will look at it note much yeah Not i this. don't know uh, you know, I just because it is so understated, I could honestly see them uh nominating Kiki Palmer over him. Right, um, she Kiki was does a great job too. She good. does an amazing yes. job. Yeah, she's very loud. Very, um, she's more of like a party girl, you know, like because yeah. like that's yeah, she's like the opposite of her brother. She comes in, she does all the speaking. But and, she's not know, really. But she's not good at it either. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, she's more about her own side projects. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't care about the family business. Oh, but if you ask her, the and horses are the side project. Get it straight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I don't know if we said yet. She plays Otis Junior's OJ's brother, Emerald, but they just call her M most of the time. You said brother. Was it? Oh. Uh, her sister, it's OJ's sister, excuse me. Kiki plays okay. OJ's sister. <laughs> I was like, did I miss a, did I miss a, a gender? No, 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 <laughs> like, no, no, no. I didn't realize. <laughs> I don't think so. I, though, I mean, it could work for the way they design the character, but she's very female right. presenting. I, I'm pretty sure sister. It yeah. says Otis's <laughs> daughter on it, on the, on the, the wiki. Okay. But yeah, I love I love their their um chemistry together, Kiki and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh they definitely feel like brother sister pairing. Uh it's, there's there's quite a few scenes too where you know, she's ragging on him, she's trying to tease him and everything, and just how he handles it is so hilarious. Like uh Yeah. I I can't remember specifically what's <clears throat> going on in the scene, but like she's very excited that they got um a certain piece of equipment to help them cap- capture, like, alien technology kind of thing, you know, to, like, get a good shot of a UFO right. in the sky. And, like, she turns to Daniel and she's like, we fucking got it! And he looks so mad. And then they start high-fiving. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember. <laughs> that was good. That scene just had me rolling. It felt very brother and sisterly, and I it just, I love did. it. They, I, they did a great job together. Yeah, their relationship, honestly... If you would put me into OJ's spot, my brother and my cousin, who was basically our sister, if you mix those two people together, it really felt like <laughs> Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's perfect. And and joining them in their little area, there is uh, Stephen Yun playing yes. Ricky Jupe Park, Ricky Park, who yeah. is a famous child actor. <laughs> uh he he did some like tiny Already sitcoms right. and everything that kind of uh um a moment of his past is inserted throughout the movie it's kind of it doesn't bookend it but like it has little moments where it you know it yeah it's really nice how they par- parallel an alien invasion or like this alien spaceship in the sky 
like a predator basically that's you right. know kidnapping people to working with actual predators in, right. in film like Cause like because he kind of tries to that. do the same thing as they did with with gordy from gordy's home with the yeah the UFO that was the the, the show he worked on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and on that show <laughs> on that show gordy is a chimpanzee played by andy circus uh <laughs> He's actually played by Terry Notari, who I don't know. Thank you. Let's look it up. Is he? Uh, he must be a mocap for Avatar. Gotcha, mocap guy. And Tin Tin. He was also in the Planet the of the Tin Apes. Tin. He was, and in the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> also, Kong Skull Island. So did he he's double? Gonna get, he's gonna get so mad. Te- did he double with Andy on Kong? Because he's also he's gonna call he's gonna call Andy up and be like, "People think I'm fucking you." <laughs> we were talking about what Nope the, the fuck, other day. <laughs> God damn you, typecasted bastard! <laughs> he's like, "Why would they think I'm you? I'm not a chimp. I'm an ape. <laughs> I'm an ape." <laughs> damn. <laughs> But no, Gordy goes mad. Gordy yeah. the chimpanzee that they're working with on the sitcom goes crazy and goes on a killing rampage on set. Yeah. The, one of the only survivors, uh, there are a few other survivors, but one of the only survivors is Stephen Yun's Ricky Park. And he goes on to develop this like Western, uh, like carnival, like small little town of like, you know, fun carnival event kind of thing. And it's really close to the uh, the Hayward family farm. Not not too far away. He can you know ride a horse down there and, right. and find him. I'm a couple sure minutes. it's several acres still. Yeah, because ranches are just huge. And, and somewhere along the line, yeah, there's there's one night scene where Daniel Kaluuya is outside and and he sees something in the sky. He sees this UFO floating about. Yeah, and that's what starts it all off. That's what gets him and Ke- uh, him and uh, M Emerald interested. And getting the impossible, getting the shot of a UFO, and an undeniable shot. It's got to yes. be great. Yeah. It, you know, Emerald they want this. wants it so bad. Like, OJ needs the money, but Emerald is looking at it as a way to get out of of this ranch, their, their heritage. Right. But uh, OJ still wants to keep it going for his dad's sake i mean it was what he and his dad did together yeah, yeah it, and that's what he loves i mean and yeah. in, in his horses. way it's what he loves doing yeah yeah there is i'm sure if his, it could uh, just be him thing. taking care of the horses and he didn't have to worry about the money that that's all he would do is take care of the horses yeah yeah and uh, you know it's, it's it's uh they both have their reasons and they loop in to their uh to their efforts uh young angel torres played by brandon perea oh, that's right who is a Almost forgot about <laughs> he's him. a tech salesman at a at not best buy it's a an electronics store yeah uh, not but best he buy. he sets them up with Fries all the cameras they need. like he has a Fries van and everything and he like ends up basically living at their house out of nowhere oh my god Super i love angel angel is so good He's a fun character. Yeah, he is. I love him. But so weird. When he comes and out like, of- Yeah, sorry. he gets roped in. He causes a lot of, of uh, good 
comedic relief, even though it's not yeah. really needed with Kiki and Daniel Kaluuya, but like he does enough to just like keep it going. Because yeah. that's the thing with Jordan Peele. He makes a good horror film. Like I guess this one doesn't have a lot of horror, really. Um, there are elements. Yeah. But like he really can make that eerie feeling with comedy. He just blends it so well. Oh, yeah. Like, every single movie he's done so far has been both kind of eerie, really off-putting, good horror, and funny as fucking hell. Yeah. Like, good and, job. You know, his it's hard to do. background probably helps with that a lot. Right. But then they also end up bringing in a, a cinematographer, a renowned cinematographer, Antlers Holst, played by Michael Wincott, his who uh, speaks Antlers. like I was speaking at the beginning of this. <laughs> Antlers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can barely understand him, honestly. Uh, it's not just because he's got this weird gravelly voice. Uh, he just also kind of has this accent. He's Canadian himself, but it felt like he was doing a Cajun accent. Um, yeah, he was trying something. to do something. It, I think it worked, yeah. but I, I, I did I have like... trouble understanding him sometimes. Yeah, I feel like it, uh, when I watch it, it comes across more as like he's just trying to put on a mysterious air about him. Sure. Because he's always very quiet. He he likes just being this weird mystery. Like there's a moment where everybody's just sitting quietly at a table and he just starts singing, like sp- speaking the lyrics of Purple People Eater. <laughs> like it's just so weird and i'm just like this guy like is he really doing this right now yeah and everybody at the table feels that way they're all just like looking at him like what the heck all right yeah (laughs) but dude the way he did it like i kind of want to audition that sometime it was right the way he did it was really good that was his best part. It's like if... Uh, well, I don't know. Him, him him with that crank camera was pretty fun. Yeah. When he's screaming, there's a... If you've seen the trailer, you've seen the moment where he's, like, cranking the camera and he's just, like, yelling at the at the camera while yelling at what we're seeing. Yeah. You know? And he reminds me a lot of Sam Regal in that shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can remember. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was good. But no, it, that's that's the the synopsis. Really, is it, it? It boils down to getting the shot of this cool, awesome UFO in the sky, and at the same time, uh, while while the Haywood family is trying to do that, uh, Ricky Park and the the Carnival is trying to right. rack Jupiter's, up entertainment value out of what's it. What's his place called? Jupiter something? Because his nick his Jupiter's name claim. is claim. It's uh, it's Jupiter's claim. Jupiter's claim. Yep, you got it right. And okay, it's cool. like it is. It is yeah, this nice amusement little... park type thing. Like it's it's part amusement park, ha- part horse show. Uh, yeah, I keep calling it a carnival, and I know that's not right. It's like a the a theme park of sorts, yeah, like a western. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they got pictures really of cool. him really plastered like everywhere in a cartoon <laughs> style. Uh, as a cowboy, he yeah. wears this like red cowboy. I used outfit. to be a famous as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I love Stephen Yen. He's good. Oh, he's. I so love good. the background they give. Like, I think if anybody has a complaint about this movie exiting the theater, it would probably be with his backstory 
because it's like you know once you finish the movie if you're not paying attention to the message or like the meaning of things or like the the underlying connections you'd be like what the fuck is the purpose of his like i actually heard this coming out of the theater with somebody saying what the fuck the purpose uh, of his story you know it's just huh, like I it doesn't it. have to do I, with with the haywoods at all i i got it for me it showed that he made the same mistake as the people who pers- exactly who produced that show and also yeah. there like there is a connection an eerie connection in that show because uh after Gordy Gordy goes on his rampage, there's this shoe, and 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 Ricky takes the shoe. He takes a whole bunch of stuff from the show and has this little display mm-hmm. uh, that he charges money yeah. to see. Really disturbing. Um, <clears throat> but the shoe just stands on end, like and yeah, and there is like an anti gravity or more of a sucking, I would say, that goes on with yeah. with the alien. And so I, I think there was an encounter going on. That's what I think happened. Because even a- afterwards, Gordy's demeanor totally changes uh, after he kills everybody. It's very I, – I didn't want to give yeah. away the whole scene even though I just did. But Well, see, I'm not – I'm okay with you giving away the whole scene because, like, I feel like – like, while that makes sense, I'm not sure if there was an encounter because, like, that's one of the funnier things, too, is, like, when I was reading all the fan theories about it, a lot of people focus on the fucking shoe because everybody's like, well, what the fuck is with the shoe? Because it's not levitating or anything. It's just standing on yeah, edge. It's, and it's like, but it's standing you know, I came on a round home, edge. But yeah. I can't, that's the thing. I came back home and I could do it with my shoe. I could set it up to stand like that. Okay, I it mean, is physical possible. miracle. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's definitely a miracle that it flew off of somebody's body and yeah. landed like that yeah. and stayed like that. But like, you can't. It, it, it was possible, I guess. And like, I I want to believe like you know maybe there was an encounter, but like I also love just the parallels of right. that animal to the to the UFO because there's a moment where if you've seen the trailer. You see that hand reaching under the table and it, you know, to us, it looks very inhuman. And it's just like, oh, my God, that's like very kind of a creepy hand. Right. And then when you're watching the movie, you're like, oh, it's just a chimpanzee's hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not alien at all. It's just a chimpanzee. And like, it's, it's, it was cool. Like, it was a really good setup and like parallels like this alien kind of like, yeah. you know, this idea of what we see as aliens, what we see as these predators. And, uh. I don't know, like, there's a lot of good fan theories about the the chimpanzee, but that is one of them that I read that, like, makes the most sense, is that it was an encounter going on. Right. But, who knows? Like, there's, there's so much... it was set up that it could go either to way. To be analyzed about this movie. It was set up yeah. that it could go either way, because what set him off was a, a balloon popped on stage. Yeah. And, you know, loud noise and scares animals, they... They defend themselves. That's that's how it goes. And they go into yeah, they can go into a blood rage. Like yeah. especially chimpanzees have that right. that that's why uh, you don't wrath. keep chimpanzees as a pet. PSA. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're gonna work with them on movies, make sure you have really really good stunt people and stunt crew. And that was another yeah, thing. Yeah, they don't about even let you do it. It's just anymore. I'm pretty sure you can't yeah, work no. with live chimps anymore on film yeah and that was one of the things i loved about this movie though was it was 100 percent a love letter to the crew yeah and like to the people who work on film sets like literally the in the third act you have 
your hero, Daniel Kaluuya, riding a horse away from a UFO while wearing an orange crew shirt that his father got on the Scorpion King. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there things. was a lot of talk of the Scorpion King, too. Oh, like, there was yeah, one... T- at one point, Emerald was talking about it and kept on calling the film The Mummy, and he's like, it was the Scorpion King. <laughs> he's like, no, it was the Scorpion King. <laughs> Oh man, I really liked it. And yeah. and there's also the movie is uh cut up into segments that are all um taken on from like n- not all of them, but most of them are taken from the names of the horses on the ranch right. of the Haywood family and they all have like emotional sentimental like tie-ins to the story or to that segment of the story that you're going to see like there's so much thought in this movie. Yeah. Like, that's why I love about Jordan Peele is like he's able to bring that good art to the entertainment. So he's able to put asses in the seats and still tell an artful story. And it's like, Oh, thank you. That's so good. Like, this is what people need. This is a movie that people need to see and people have been seeing it. So like, you know, I, I fucking love it. And if you haven't seen it, uh, I believe it, at least in our town, it's out of theaters now, but sadly, but you can now rent it on your streaming devices and uh, I recommend that you do. And, you know, if you're worried Indeed. about the price point, it probably won't be too much longer till it's cheaper. But, you know, it's worth the right. money. Give Jordan Peele your money. <laughs> yeah, for fucking real. For fucking real. I will say I did want to dip into, like, we don't have to put a spoiler wall up if you don't want to. I think let's but I, I did want to talk. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to talk the alien because that's the most exciting part of the film. Okay. And I think that's also one of the bigger selling points to this film because I feel like uh, we especially have a friend who would probably not be like terribly interested in this movie unless we told her that the alien was partially designed off of Ev- Evangelion. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Like it's it's one of the it's like a, they fight angels. It's a very similarly and, uh, styled in Neon Genesis. I'm gonna say it wrong. <laughs> Neon Genesis, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's it's. Evangelion, you were right, but it's there's three, two or three other words. I'm just right. looking it up. Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> nice, we did it. We, we did, did it. it together. We did it. <laughs> we got it right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like that. It's it's the, what we and uh, again, this is big spoilers. Like, please go see this movie if you haven't seen this movie. Go see it. Just know that I'm about to spoil something huge. And that's that. What we see Skip as a UFO. Forward Fifteen seconds. Skip forward like maybe ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what we see as an alien, or what we see as a UFO, is actually in and of itself a creature. Yeah, it's a, a you know, it's in the sky. It lives in the sky, and it, it looks like kind of like a manta ray. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a, a sting, it's like, like a massive you, stingray up if, in the sky. If you mix a stingray, cut off its tail, and morphed it with a mushroom cap, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, in that third act, it blossoms out into this yeah. beautiful dancing so fairy weird. kind of thing. Like, yeah. so weird. And that's what I wanted to talk about because when I first watched it. I was seeing, like, when I finished the movie, I was like, okay, I get it. The alien is an eye of a camera. You look into it, you know, and you're causing, you know, that's what it felt like to me. 
And when it, when it unfolds, it looks even more like that. You have the square and then all the curtain around right. and everything. It was kind of like an old-fashioned camera. And I was like, that's how I saw it. And I was like, oh, I get it. There's a lot to divulge there. Uh, you know, it's a huge, you know, that's the thing about this movie. Is there's a lot of analysis yeah. and, like, things you can pull apart. But what I was seeing a lot of people talking about that I didn't realize, the movie opens up with a Bible quote. And I didn't look like, you know, it's it's very weird because it's just like there's not a lot of religion in this movie right. at all. It, but if you read the description of aliens and if you look up images of Bible accurate or biblically accurate aliens. Or angels, you mean? It, or angels. Sorry. Yeah. Angels. Yeah. Yeah. It could definitely That's look it. like, like it looks them. like. Yeah. Yeah. When it's blossomed yeah. out for sure. For sure. Because because the angels are described as like an eye with like six wings bursting off of it, you know, yeah. and it's just <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> a of specific crazy type of angels. There's, yeah, 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 a lot yeah. Of and there's one angel that's described that way. And like looking looking into it, the more I was looking into, it, I was like, oh my god, like that's what it is. Like it's which, a, it's a description is, of what people just took to be an alien, right? And then and what the real question for me is: is it extraterrestrial or is it has it has it always been here and we just have never oh, I've, yeah. gotten a great shot of it because it's such a, a, a right predator yeah that's what i assumed was that it's just always been there and yeah. because it just it hides in clouds you know it just sits in clouds oh, dude, the fucking clouds <laughs> it's so cool still oh god okay uh do you think that messed with me i i i want to talk more about it but i also uh, I also want to wrap up and leave it for them because it's worth it. Right. I, I don't think you can ruin this movie because there's so no. much that we want to be able to say. And it's it's beautiful. It's a, an homage to cinema while also being a completely I, – I, I don't know if new story is – accurate it's hard to say that a story no it's just jaws it's just jaws it's um it is really good though it's a definitely a perspective on an alien movie that i feel like we haven't really had yeah i mean that was the thing is i I was not expecting uh did you give it a rating it's a face and a half was the that's my closing statement now (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if we were going to closing statement. Yeah, I just I sounded so. like a perfect closing statement. Yeah, I yeah. Because so. that that was the thing is going into this movie, I was expecting Close Encounters, and I I got Jaws because uh-huh. uh, when I walked out of the theater, I texted you guys immediately. Like I I was being completely honest. Walking out of the theaters, I was looking up at the sky the way like when I first watched Law uh, Jaws. I was looking at the water. Yeah. Like, it, it, it affects you on that kind of a level that once you walk out, you're like, man, I really hope I see a flying saucer. Like, this is going to be so cool. Please say all the clouds are moving. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Dude, I've done that, though. I've, like, I've become obsessed with, like, just looking at clouds and just enjoying, you know, nice. one, I enjoy the view of it. Right. But two, like, you know, it is kind of fun to watch, like, to look at a cloud and be like, is that one moving? I don't know if that one's moving. It kind of looks like it. Oh, nope, nope. Oh, it moved. Okay. It moved. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what this movie did to me. It affected me on a really good level. I love the acting. I love the cinematography. Uh, give a shout out to him. I think it's Hoyt Van Hoytema. Yes, he did Interstellar. Um, oh, wow, yeah. 
That was a good. Oh, a lot of big movies. Just he's he's a great fucking cinematographer and uh, a very good for sci-fi it seems. Yeah, seems um, like it. and. I heard, and I don't know the entire truth of this. This could be completely wrong. It could be like internet misinformation. But I heard the night scenes were all filmed in the daytime. That there were no actual night filming scenes. And that was one thing that's, like, if that's true, it blew my mind. Because yeah. when I saw it in theaters, some of the night cinematography is the most beautiful cinematography yeah. I've ever seen for nighttime. I was blown away by it. So that had and to if that's how they pulled it off, studio then to to do that. Yeah. Right, and if they pulled it off that way, that's fucking incredible. Wow. Do your own research. I don't know if that's right. true. That's yeah. just we what I heard, and it's show. what I'm going to believe. We're liars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, faceless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I am an, no. as honest as your skin is green. <laughs> uh, to, to just finish my statement, I like if if it's not obvious enough, it's a four star movie. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like definitely, definitely, definitely go see it if you have not. It's totally worth it. Definitely. Uh, so and it wins. Fuck, who wins? Okay, you say nope wins. Uh, it, it's a little yep. harder for me. They're both fucking good. I think Nope will go down as a classic as much as Close Encounters is. Close Encounters right. might be a little bit dated. Just for that reason, I'm going to give it to uh, Nope. Uh, for one thing, there's not very yeah. much diversity in Close Encounters. But uh, like no. we said, it's a dated movie. So we'll give it to Nope. But I love them both. Both uh, a face and a half, as I said. So... Please go check them out if you haven't yet. And as we mentioned earlier, go check our Patreon. Yeah. At patreon.com slash green and faceless. Uh, and <laughs> for our patrons shill. out there. I'm a corporate shill. <laughs> for our patrons out there, uh, thank you so much for your support. This episode is for you, as is every other episode, because you're the ones who are listening. <laughs> uh, should we give a, a shout out to our new um patron i meant to ask before we recorded oh yeah gage welcome aboard gage welcome aboard gage thanks for joining our little community uh we hope to (laughs) get more of your uh more of we hope that uh we enjoy your suggestions and yeah we'll see you all next time indeed i have been the green traveler from gorsh and i am the faceless leon safe travels And good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.